We are Chris and Elizabeth Servin, middle school sweethearts who have literally grown up together. We have been through the many highs and lows of marriage, parenting, friendship, and faith over the years. And through it all, we believe we are better together. We created the Look Up Collective podcast to provide simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations that help you become rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others around you. If you are someone who wants to make the most of this one life we have been given and are looking to be more intentional in the ways you see and show up for the people in your life, then you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Do you feel like life is happening to you instead of for you? Do you feel like you're running from task to task, fire to fire, all day long? Let us know if this sounds familiar. You slow start the day as much as possible. Maybe you hit snooze, you lay in the bed a little longer, and maybe you intentionally or unintentionally prolong the end of your day. You are laying there starting a Netflix binge at 10 p.m. at night (laughs) because these are the times that you feel like you have the most control. Oh my gosh, please tell me you understand because I have 100% been there. There's actually a term for it. It's called revenge bedtime procrastination. For those of us who feel like they have no free time or or no control of their day, it's like their way to stick it to (laughs) stick it to the to the man, their life. And we choose to sacrifice sleep so that we can have momentary leisure time or entertainment or pleasure. And hear me when I say there is nothing wrong with slowing down and watching a show, pouring back into yourself in those ways. But the problem that I found is that it was this vicious cycle. And it's not just moms. It's those who are in high stress jobs who literally are just going nonstop. They're fire to fire, living in triage. And so they feel like they have no control over the day. Their schedule and their lifestyle controls them. They're not making time to nurture and nourish their mind, body, and spirit. And so then we just go on this Netflix binge knowing that there's consequences, knowing our children are going to wake up. Regardless if we go to sleep or not, they're little early bird risers. And then the next day, it's just this cycle over and over again of feeling like we have no control when in all actuality, we do. We get to make choices that are going to benefit us, but it's just this vicious cycle that we do over and over and over and over like a hamster wheel until we get out of it. All that to say, I would 100% understand and have been there and still choose the things that are unhealthy for me in a momentary lack of being deeply rooted in the things that truly matter to me. So many times we can be short-sighted instead of vision-minded of like seeing where I want to go. And that's where that discipline comes in as well. And knowing that you're going to hear this from us from now until eternity, because this is something that we really had to lean into and learn. And it has been so beautiful and freeing for me, but that discipline creates freedom. We hold on so tightly to things that we think are going to give us pleasure in the moment 
when we can have so much more freedom to do the things that actually help us, that actually fill us up, that actually truly give us life through discipline. We're going to have so much more energy, brain space. We're going to have so much more clarity and vision where we want to go. And discipline is not a bad word. We create this negative connotation in our minds, but we get to do so much more things that we love when we are disciplined in all the things, whether it's finances, whether it's our nutrition, our movement, whatever it is, the more that I have learned to be consistent with discipline and showing up for myself, even when I'm not motivated, it creates so much more beautiful things in my life. And so during this show today, we want you to think about two terms, proactive and reactive. Most of our days are in reaction towards outside circumstances. The kid draws on the wall, your spouse is late coming home from work, you were planning on taking a walk outside and it thunderstormed. There's so many things that are outside of our control and a lot of those things we have to react to. We believe that we can also be proactive with our days. We can be proactive with the way that we spend some of our time. And when we prioritize proactive time, we can make those reactive times, those times where we have to react to life in the day-to-day, so much better, so much closer to how we would want to respond. And we're able to respond in a way yeah, and it is creates, lacking regret. It creates so much more peace and calm when we're proactive and don't live in that triage reactivity at all times of the day, our nervous system is so much more apt to be able to respond in a peaceful way. So I would like for you to transport yourself back to the year 2000 with me. What if I told you in the year 2000 that there was this company called Amazon? It had been around for five or 10 years, up and coming company, but that eventually it would be the leading company in the world. Everyone would buy packages from it, books from it, groceries from it. It would own grocery stores and all kinds of things. And your money, any money that you invest right now would be worth hundreds of times more in the future. If in the year 2000, you would have invested $500 into Amazon, it would be worth $750,000 today. If you never added anything else to it, Put $500 down, $750,000. That is a huge return on your investment, right? Even if $500 seemed like a lot of money to you at that time, even if you didn't have it in the bank account, if you knew that $500 would turn into $750,000, you would do anything in your power to try to find out how to get it. Mm -hmm. You would barter. You would trade stuff. You would sell things. You would work extra shifts. You would do whatever you could to make sure because the return on the investment was huge. I'm going to tell you today, it's the same thing. You might feel like you don't have the time to be proactive in the things that matter in your life. You may feel like your day is planned from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed. In the same way as you would find 500 for Amazon to invest in the year 2000, I'm going to tell you, if you can find some ways, if you can take some baby steps, some little things to carve out some time to be proactive in the things that matter, then the return on your investment will be huge. It will be so huge. 
So by the end of this podcast, we believe that you are going to be encouraged and empowered to take baby steps towards having more proactive moments in your days. Why is it important for us to be proactive in our days? Well, there's this thing called the reticular activating system, RAS. It's in your brainstem. It's the gatekeeper of information that lets things into your brain. Basically, it's like a nightclub bouncer that filters information that comes into your brain. So what it is, is it's protecting your brain. It protects your brain because our senses are, the human body is really so amazing. There is so much going on in the world around us at all times. If you just sit here and be mindful in this moment, maybe you hear a air conditioning on, maybe you hear a bird chirping outside, maybe you hear anything. I think moms are much more activated than than dads are for sure. (laughs) We can block this stuff out. But what I'm saying is that it still filters through things. Right now you're listening to us and so you might be filtering out some other things. So the RAS is also responsible for the frequency illusion. What do I mean by frequency illusion? If you have ever bought a car before, let's say you remember that day where you upgraded to that minivan. In my life, (laughs) I went from a silver, beautiful four-wheel drive Toyota 4Runner. That we loved. Deeply. (laughs) And we bought a gold Honda Odyssey. Gold. Gold Honda Odyssey. Gold is not bad. It wasn't bad. It's just that it wasn't a great year. It was kind of, I don't know. It just was frumpy compared to what we had. So I trade in my 4Runner for my Honda Odyssey. Guess what I see everywhere the next day that I'm going? I see Honda Odysseys everywhere. Did that mean that there were more Honda Odysseys on the road than there were the day before when I was driving around in a 4Runner? No, it did not. just means that I was seeing what I was looking for. We see what we're looking for. The same thing happens in our day. So if we can be proactive at the beginning of the day to spend some time in prayer, spend some time reading the Bible, spend some time maybe writing down the things that we're thankful for in gratitude, then we're at that point training our brains to look for the good, to see the things that we want to see in the day-to-day. Because we all know the way we start our day, a lot of times we feel like can dictate our day, right? If we start our day in a panic and a heightened state, more than likely the rest of our day is going to feed off of that. But when we come from a place of rest and peace and calm, and guys, we truly have control over that. We don't have control over all of our circumstances. If we have to be at work at a certain time, if we have to get our kids to a certain place at a certain time, we don't always have full control over those things, but we do have control how we respond to our life. We've already said this in another episode, but our life will never be better than our thoughts about it. And so whatever our life looks like at this moment, we get to choose If we're going to love our life, if we're going to be miserable in our life, if we're going to despise what's going on in life in that season, because there's a time for everything, right? It's actually reading Ecclesiastes today, and it talks about there's a time for this. There's a time for that. We go through seasons all the time. Sometimes we cannot control the season that we're in, but oftentimes we want to only 
like the good times and we just abandon the growth that the harder times can teach us and grow us. And so our thoughts surrounding those hard times or good times or the messy middle times is going to dictate how you show up for your life. Yes. And when we're talking about being proactive in your life, we're not talking about the necessity of carving out two hours in the morning to be able to sit and meditate and and all those (laughs) things. Maybe you start the morning with five minutes if -hmm. you've been at zero. We talk about this all the time and we will continue to always talk about this. Baby steps are essential. Mm -hmm. We want to move towards consistency and not intensity. Intensity looks good for a week. Intensity looks good for a month. It just doesn't last. Yeah, like if you haven't moved your body in a year or say 10 years, why do we assume that we can just go in the gym for an hour, seven days a week? Like we're cheapening that it takes time to grow in these areas. If you're not getting up early and having quiet time to yourself to really start your day from a place of peace and calm, literally take two to three minutes to write three things down that you're grateful for, or take five minutes and take five deep breaths. Breathing helps to slow your heart rate. Yeah, that really goes into the next point that I was going to make is that when we start in a reactive space, Mm -hmm. our cortisol levels shoot through the roof. Mm. Our fight or flight response is immediately activated. And we live in this place of survival from the moment we start. Yes. Let me tell you, I am well acquainted with heightened and high levels of cortisol. (laughs) And you know, sometimes cortisol gets a bad rap. We need cortisol. Cortisol is healthy for us to be able to literally protect ourselves in moments that we need it. But when we stay in that heightened state for periods of time, it is incredibly unhealthy for our bodies. We are not designed to live like that, to live in a heightened state of stress. And that's why you find people who have very stressful jobs, high achievers, moms with littles, they go into this adrenal fatigue because their cortisol levels are literally heightened for such long periods of time. And so what happens is that we let our life take control. Like for me, I lived in this state for many, many years before I learned that, wow, I actually have control in how I respond in this situation or how I see this circumstance that has been dealt to me. And I'm just here to tell you, it is not worth it to live in a reactive state. If you follow me on social media, I've been very open with having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And although some of it is kind of unexplained. A lot of it has to do with how I responded to a lot of situations in my life for a period of time. I allowed my circumstances to dictate my days. And so I stayed in this heightened state of stress, frantic frenzy. And until I got a hold of that and realized what I was doing, it literally wreaked havoc on my body. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth it because it actually caused me to not be able to serve the people in my life that I wanted to serve more effectively. 
And so I had to take ownership. I had to take ownership and be an active part in healing my body and learning how to be proactive, an active part in taking my thoughts captive, an active part in doing the things that I know is going to support my body where I could lower those cortisol levels. I mean, I am still feeling the effects of that. And I'm doing so many things to proactively heal my body. And I'm in a much better place now. And I'm super thankful. But this is why it's so important. We don't want you to get to that place. We want you to know that you have control over how you respond in situations. Because once we get to that place, it's incredibly difficult to respond. Our body takes over and it takes a little bit for us to kind of get that control back. Does that make sense? Because once your body stays in that heightened state for so long, your body is responding before your brain, essentially. And so it took me a while to get out of that state, but I had to be so proactive. Yeah, that was a little science-y, obviously, (laughs) you know, talking about reticular activating systems and cortisol levels. Let me just state, we are not scientists and things like that. But we have, through study of of really wanting to get to the root of of what was going on with Elizabeth's struggles, we really did a lot of research and Mm -hmm. saw that it's not just always willpower. It's not just something that's wrong with you or that you're not a good enough person or whatever it is that would cause you to heap guilt and shame on yourself. What we found is, is that we can be proactive so that we don't get to that point that our body does take over. As we're thinking about seeing what we're looking for, as we're thinking about cortisol levels, if you've been to the beach, you know when you're at the beach, all you see is the good, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Like you're in this beautiful environment, the waves are coming in, the sun is shining, everybody's smiling and having the best time, and all you can see is the good. In that moment, you feel great about your life. Your life is amazing. Your life is awesome. You're so hopeful about the future. And then if you go home and it's a rainy day and the tree fell in the backyard, (laughs) then it's very easy for us to see the bad in life. And so a lot of times it's our circumstances lead to how we're reacting. So that is why it is important for us to create as many proactive moments as we can. For me, I know that I am healthier when I choose to move my body. I see movement as medicine. When I am proactive, it actually helps my body to fight against stress all day long when I put it under that good stress of elevating my heart rate and releasing the happy hormone, serotonin, dopamine. And when we have more serotonin, when we do things that release that happy hormone, when we're outside in the sunshine, that also produces more serotonin. All of these things actually set us up. Serotonin is the hype man for melatonin. And so when we are doing these things in the day to produce more serotonin in our lives, it's going to help us sleep better at night. And when we sleep better at night, then we are more rested the next day. It truly is a cycle. And we get to choose that. Like we get to choose. This is a whole nother episode that we could talk about, but we get to choose our hard. Sometimes working out feels really hard, but not sleeping well at night and feeling stressed all day is really hard too. I want to choose the hard that's going to benefit me the most. 
So what I want you to do today is get out a piece of paper and draw a line right down the center of it. On the left side, you write things that bring you joy, things that set your heart on fire, things that set you up for success, things that make you feel good, things that get you excited. On the right side, you write those things that don't set you up for success, those things that derail your day, those things that cause stress, get you feeling behind. Now, again, we can't only fill our lives with the things from the first column and delete from our lives all the things from the second column. That's not life. Yes, but when we realize that some of the things on the second column that we don't like, but that actually create more freedom in our life when we go ahead and do them, it's a game changer because our mindset around them is a shift. Wow, if I make this appointment, I'm not going to be thinking about it for days on end because it's in my subconscious and it never gets out. If I go ahead and cut the grass, then I'm not constantly complaining about it for days. Often, as Chris likes to say, we just kick the can down the road. We eventually have to go pick up the can, but we just keep kicking it, thinking it's going to go away and we procrastinate when we could get things done. That actually creates more freedom in our life. And so that's where we come from. Most of the things that we do in our life, is it going to eliminate unnecessary stress? And is it going to bring more peace and calm and purpose to my life, more intentionality? We have a resource just for you, the Make It Happen Worksheet. We're going to put a link to it in the notes. It is a great resource that Elizabeth and I use every single week where we're able to look at the roles that we have in our lives, the ways that we want to show up in those roles, be intentional in them, and then we're able to put them in our week. We're able to proactively choose how we show up this week. We do not have to show up in a reactive way in all things. And what we found is when we show up in a proactive way, we're able to approach life from a place of peace and calm. So, so much more. Guys, what I want you to hear today is we don't want you to feel like life is happening to you instead of for you. We don't want you to feel like you're running around with your hair on fire. We want you to be able to be rooted in what matters. We want you to be able to approach this beautiful life that we've been given from a place of peace and calm. We know that if this week, this month, the next few weeks, if you take some more proactive steps towards do the things that set you up to see the good in your day, to prepare your body for the day ahead, that you will see the return on your investment. In the next few episodes, we're going to look at even more practically what our morning rhythms look like, what our evening rhythms look like, and even specifically how we tackle laundry around the servant house. So maybe those things will be helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening today. If this was helpful for you at all, we ask you to please share it with someone because we believe that if it was helpful to you, it will be helpful to others as well. Thank you so much for you investing time with us, giving us part of your day. We hope you have the best day ever and we'll see you next time. Keep looking for the good. It's always there.